0: Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening! Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I'm super excited for today's episode because I am going to deliver you five fast action tips. And steps that you can do to increase productivity in your life. And these steps are so helpful and so simple. If you implement them, I guarantee you that you will have more success in your life. You'll hit your goals more quickly and more easily. And best of all, you will have more time. We all want more time. And you know why we all want more time? it's hard to prioritize our time because this is the first lesson that I teach clients when they come and they sit down with me. Your life actually has nine different contexts. You have nine different contexts of life that you are balancing at any given moment. And those nine areas of your life all demand your time and your attention and your focus. So no wonder we all feel like scattered from time to time. So I'm going to teach you how to refocus and reprioritize your time so that you can have holistic health and wellness in every area of your life. Because I know you probably have goals in your business. And if you don't have a business, then you have goals in your career. And you also have your health and your fitness goals. On top of that, you have your spirituality and your faith, your connection to God. That takes time and goals and effort. You also have your significant other, your romance, and your sex life. On top of that, you have your social relationships with your friends You also have the relationships that you manage in your family, whether we're talking about your nuclear family or your parents or your extended family, all of that demands your time and attention. And also you have your own development to think about. You have your personal development and your self-love to think about. And for some of you, you're also balancing school and extracurriculars and hobbies. So the list goes on and on and on. And I haven't even sat here to talk to you about chores and household obligations and paying your taxes on time. So what I would love to do today is to talk to you about how you can be more productive because when you're productive and you're getting things done more quickly and with ease, then what happens is you actually have more time to reprioritize all of the things that you're juggling. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have more time to know that, hey, I got all of my to-do lists done in my business. Now I can move on to everything that needs to get done for my kids. And then I can move on and I can get everything that needs to get done for my spouse. And then I can move on and I can get everything done that needs to get done for me, for my self-love. And then I can spend time meditating and connecting to God because I have more time. Yes, we all want that. So I know you're wondering, okay, Rachel, I'm sold. I want to learn how to be more productive more quickly. So what are the five tips? Well, I know you're busy, so I'm going to produce this podcast as quickly as possible, and I'm going to give you the five most important tips for increasing your productivity. I do want to let you know, though, That this information is coming from my five-day productivity class. If you have not taken that yet, I get raving reviews every time I do a productivity five-day class. People eat it up. They love it because I'm able to talk to them every single day for an hour for five days in a row where we're able to go deeper with each of these concepts. And I'm able to deliver actually more than the five tips But for the sake of time and because I know you're busy and you got other things to do, I'm going to focus on the five most important tips and then I'm going to give you an inspired action step to do if you're interested to go deeper in my next five-day class. We can do that and it's super easy. Okay, so let's talk about what to do first to become more productive. The first tip is simple and it's this. Are you ready? You got a pen? Number one, identify the block. In other words, what is keeping you from being your most productive self? I'm going to give you three options. And then, of course, if you believe that you have a different block, obviously, there's a write-in option. But this is what I ask every person that comes to Productivity 101, what is the block? Because the solution to your block is going to depend on the block itself. You ready? Okay, so the first block could potentially be, I don't feel motivated. I'm not productive because I just don't feel motivated. Now, here's what this block will look like in practice. There's a lack of direction. I know I should be moving forward. I know I want to be moving forward, but I just don't feel motivated. I wake up in the morning. I feel tired. I feel lethargic. I don't know where to spend my time and energy. I just don't feel motivated. Now, if this is you, I've got some good news for you. Lack of motivation is actually a really, really simple block to solve. What this means in your life, if you feel blah and you are just simply not motivated, your goals aren't in alignment. What lack of motivation tells me as your coach is that you are not inspired. Either you haven't set goals or... You've set goals, but they're not in alignment with your unconscious mind. And therefore, because you're not in alignment, you're not motivated to go and get the goal. I go way deep into your conscious and unconscious mind in the five-day class. And you've heard me talk about conscious and unconscious learnings here on the podcast a lot. So let me keep it simple for you here and now. If you have set a goal that appeals to your conscious mind but does not appeal to your unconscious mind, you're out of alignment. I'll give you an example. An example of this could be, I want to lose five pounds. That's your conscious goal, okay? But unconsciously, you are motivated from away from motivation, meaning you're moving away from pain. You're moving away from the stick. This is just an example, you're free from this, but let's say this person wants to lose five pounds because they don't love their body, they look in the mirror and feel shame, they reject themselves, they think that they're not good enough, they don't like the way that their pants fit, they don't like their reflection in the mirror, and on and on and on. That's what's called away from motivation. I'm motivated only by the pain. And at the same time, I have no clear vision of the paradise. I have no clear vision of the desired outcome. All I know is that I no longer want to look in the mirror and reject myself, to look in the mirror and hate myself, to look in the mirror and feel shame. Well, if that's all I want and that's all I'm clear on, what is the first lesson you learn when you listen to any type of motivational, inspirational anything? your thoughts create your reality. Every single guru in the world has told you that your thoughts create your reality. Well, that's great. And that's true. But what's unclear, and what's not taught that I'm aware of that I don't think other teachers are clearly explaining is that 90% of our thoughts are unconscious. So we've been taught, think positive, think positive, think positive. And we look in the mirror and we're like, Ah, I hate myself. Oh yeah, I'm not supposed to say that. I love myself. I'm going to do everything amazing today. I am great. But at that first initial unconscious thought weighs 10 times more than all of the positive thoughts put together because they're unconscious and the unconscious mind drives the bus of our reality. It creates our reality. If 90% of our thoughts are unconscious... That means 90% of our thoughts are out of our awareness and if we don't have the reality that we want, yes, positive affirmations can help, but what we deserve to look at is what motivates us. What's motivating me to get out of bed in the morning? What's motivating me to get my rear end to the gym? And if I'm struggling, it's probably because I'm only motivated by the pain. I have no picture of the paradise. I have no picture of the vision that I want for myself. I'm only clear on what I do not want. And that's where my clients come to me as stuck. I have clients that come to me that show up and say, I don't like this in my life. I don't want that. I hate this. I don't like this. And I don't like that. And all of that's fair. And if that's you, please give me a call. Shoot me an email. That's fine. That's where everyone starts. And the very first thing I have to make clear in my mind and in my client's mind is what are we moving toward? What is the end picture? What is the end destination? When you no longer reject yourself in the mirror, what will you have? What do you want instead? That piece has to be extremely evident. You have to know what you want. And that is why people do vision boards. People don't even know why they do a vision board. You do a vision board because you are very clear every single day on what you don't want. Well, let's get clear on what you do want. So vision board is just one way to help your conscious brain become aware and your unconscious brain become aware of what you do want. So if You resonate with lack of motivation. What I want you to do is get really, really clear on what you don't want first. And then ask yourself, what do I want instead? What's on the other side for me? What is that picture? How do I see myself living my life? And once I'm clear on that, now I can create some goals to actualize that picture. To actualize that vision. So... The answer, if you have lack of motivation, journal about what you don't want, journal about what you do want, and then set some goals that get you what you do want. Goals that make your head pop off your pillow in the morning and you're like, yes, I'm going to go for it. And if you're struggling with this, that's okay. Sometimes people just need a little bit of support with this particular exercise. And that's when you're going to shoot me an email at coachrachelbailey at gmail.com and ask me about my vision strategy session because one vision strategy session can support you with getting that super clear picture of what you want in your life and help you go create it. Okay, so that is solving the problem of lack of motivation. Create the clear picture of what you do want and then set your goals. What if that's not your problem though? Identify the block. Here's the second possible block that you are struggling with The second possible block is overwhelm. I just look around. I'm very motivated. Maybe it's not lack of motivation, but when I look at all of my goals and I look at everything that I have to do, I feel overwhelmed. Rachel, you said nine areas of life. It feels more like 20 or 30 because I've got a billion plates spinning and I don't know what to do with my time. All of it's important. So I just go into overwhelm. Okay, I'm going to give you some concrete tips for overwhelm. The first thing I want to ask you though is, how do you do overwhelm? People do overwhelm in one of two ways. People either become very overwhelmed by the big picture or very overwhelmed by the details. I'm going to explain each of these and then I want you to self-identify which one you struggle with. So a person that becomes overwhelmed by the big picture, they look at the big vision, they look at where they're going and they freeze because it feels so far away. It feels way too big. It feels impossible to get there. They don't know how. They don't know the step-by-step action plan and the big picture vision sends them into shutdown, sends them into overwhelm. That is one way that people do overwhelm. The other way that people do overwhelm is they actually become overwhelmed by all of the details. These people, the the people who become overwhelmed by the details, they're the exact opposite. They love the big picture. They're the dreamers. They like that big vision. It excites them. But then they go to implement all of the millions of steps to get to the plan and they go into overwhelm. And they're like, uh, yeah, I have 145 things to do and they're all priority number one. And I don't know, I can't, I'm overwhelmed now. So I'm just not going to do anything. And I'm going to go into overwhelm and shut down. This is like so simple. When I tell you the answer to this, it is, So simple and I promise if you implement it, it is so valuable. It doesn't have to be complicated to be valuable. I want you to know that. So for my people that go into overwhelm by the big picture, it's so simple. All you have to do is focus on the details. Focus on your daily action items those of you who are become overwhelmed by the vision and the big picture you get to chunk down chunking down is an nlp phrase chunking up and chunking down means i need to reach the level that feels comfortable for me I get overwhelmed by the abstract, I get overwhelmed by the big picture, no problem. What are you going to focus on today to move the needle forward? What are the five or six action items that you can do today that will help you move that needle forward? Focus on the details. Conversely, exactly in opposition, if you become overwhelmed by minuscule details you become swallowed up by the weeds, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. You deserve to chunk back up to the vision. Where are you going? What is the vision? What is the big picture? Remember that. Remember your why. Remember your vision, because that will immediately ease your overwhelm. It doesn't mean you get to throw out your to do list, it doesn't mean you get to throw out your action items. But what happens is when you focus on the Preferred chunk size, the overwhelm disappears. And once you're out of overwhelm, you can go back to taking action. That's the whole entire point. Now, there could be a third potential block to productivity. And the third potential block is simply busyness. And let me define how I'm using busyness right now in context. I mean, You're busy doing things all day long and seeing no results. Okay, if this is you, if you are the person that is like, it's not lack of motivation, it's not overwhelm, it's that I'm busy, 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 and nothing is getting done. I'm going to give you some tips that you might resist at first. Okay, and the reason why I say that is because... I was that person and I resisted this at first and I'm so glad that I followed my mentor's advice and took this advice, even though I resisted. Okay, you ready? Here it is. You deserve to scale back. If you are spinning a hundred plates and you feel busy, 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 but not productive, there's probably a reason for that, my friend. I want you to look inside at what does busyness protect you from? What does busyness protect you from? What is it keeping you from feeling? What is it keeping you from processing? What is it keeping you safe from looking at in your life that you're busy, busy, busy all the time? And oh my gosh, said with so much love. I hope that you know that. I hope you can feel the hug coming through the speaker. Because I feel you. I was that person. You deserve to write down every single thing that you're doing and cut something out. You can't add goals to your life. You can't add a successful vision to your life if you're too busy for it. Look at it this way. If you're going to go shopping for brand new clothes, you're going to get just the most amazing outfits with the cutest killer shoes and new boots and new belts and new hats and new scarves and you're gonna go all out with your fashion this season the very first thing that you are going to need to do is clean out your closet you gotta get rid of the clothes that have been in there for five or six years (laughs) i say five or six years because like for real That's how long I hold on to my clothes. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe you only hold on to yours for a couple seasons. But the point is, if you're going to add new to your closet, you need to clean out the old. If you're going to add new to your life, you need to get rid of the old stuff. You know, there's a Bible verse that says, to everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under the heaven." In other words, there are seasons in life. We go through seasons. And you know what? Sometimes our calling has to shift and change with a new season. The thing I've realized about a lot of people is they get stuck on one thing for far longer than God intended. A quick example of this is my teaching career. I don't rue The day that I worked as a teacher. That was exactly what I was meant to be doing for that season in my life. I was meant to do that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I was a teacher for many years, I mean several, not just three months or one year. I taught for a very long time in the classroom. Well, if I were to cling on to that for dear life, I would not be where I'm supposed to be. And where I'm supposed to be now is life coaching clients. Now, not one better than the other. I'm not making that connection. What I'm saying though is life goes through seasons. So what did you put in your closet a long, long time ago that now deserves to come out and be tossed aside so you can make room for something new in your life and oftentimes that's as easy as having a conversation with someone and saying this has been fun this has been great and my life is calling me in a new direction and it's time for me to move on so if you're busy in your life i want you to look at those two things number one for what purpose are you busy what is it protecting you from if anything And number two, what are you still doing seasons later that you can let go of to make more space in your life? And last one, for those of you who are entrepreneurs and business owners, I want you to look at your daily activities and decide which of these activities is producing profit for me and which activities are not producing profit for me. In other words, You need to prioritize your activities based on what they give back to you. I'll give you a quick example of this. I teach a class for entrepreneurs. It's called Unlocking Sales Mentorship. And in this class, I go over a lot of different things about how entrepreneurs can build a following, build more influence, and build a successful financial business through marketing and sales. Well, part of this class, as you probably guessed, is for people to practice putting themselves out there on social media, and for people to practice putting themselves out there in conversations with people, whether those be face-to-face, or on Zoom, on webinar, on Facebook, wherever. And inevitably, every semester, every time I teach this class, I have a client say, what about emails? Can I send out emails every week, letting my clients know what I'm up to and inviting them to my next class via email. Now, I don't have anything against emails. In fact, building an email list is brilliant. It's great. It is important. However, spending hours and hours and hours drafting emails and sending emails That is not what I would call a profit-producing activity. It's not a PPA. It's not a profit-producing activity. What it is, it's an away from motivation. It keeps people safe from having to go out and individually invite people to their upcoming course or their upcoming class or their upcoming party, whatever. Because an email feels safe. It also feels Productive because I get to be busy for a couple hours a day checking my email and sending out emails. But it isn't profit producing necessarily. So, for my business owners, focus on the profit producing activities. And if you're not a business owner, but you're listening to this, then you are going to focus on the profit producing activities, metaphorically speaking. What are the things in your life that hold the most weight? that push the needle forward toward where you want to go the most? What are the domino activities? That once you hit those, everything else falls into place. Focus on that. Let's stop being busy just for the sake of being busy. You're allowed to not be busy. That's why you're listening to this podcast. So you can find ways to be productive in less time. Well, once you are productive in less time... You get to reframe how you spend your time. That is really, really cool if you have a vision for what you're going to do with your free time. If you don't have a vision for what to do with your free time, your unconscious mind might stop you from being productive in less time because it wants you to feel busy. So just food for thought. Think about that and examine your own life. Okay, all of that was tip number one. I promise the other ones are going to be faster. (laughs) I hope. I make a promise and then I say I hope. Okay, so step number two is integrity. I did a whole podcast on integrity and keeping your word. Well, here's the thing about integrity that I want to reiterate. I want to bring back to the surface of your conscious mind. When you are in integrity, which means you do what you say you're going to do and on time. And yes, I am aware of the irony that I just made a promise that these tips are going to be faster. So in order for me to be in integrity, that means I must keep my word now. I've spoken it out loud. That means I must keep my word. Otherwise, I am what is called out of integrity. Now. Integrity in its simplest forms. I'm not talking about morality. I'm not talking about ethics. I'm talking about integrity from a life coaching definition. So from a life coaching definition, integrity is simply doing what I say I will do and on time. When I do that, I build trust with myself and I build it with other people. Yet when I have trust in myself and I know I can keep my word to myself, that is huge. I want you to think about the power of that. The power of your own word to yourself. So that when you say things like, I'm going to get up early and go to the gym tomorrow. You do not doubt it for a second because you are firm on keeping your word to yourself. That is huge. And integrity is a ripple effect. So when I keep my word to myself and on time, what I experience in my life is ease and flow. And I experience other people stepping up to meet me there so that they keep their word to me and on time. Integrity is a snowball. It ripple effects in either the right direction, where everyone is in integrity, Or the other direction where everybody is not in integrity. And being not in integrity creates a snowball effect in your life. I'm going to explain this. I want to just talk about integrity in the form of something non-human. Like technology or an object of some kind. Let's take the example of your car. Your car can be in integrity. This is what integrity in your car looks like. You wake up in the morning and you know that you can count on your car to get you to work. You don't even think about it. It's not even a second thought. You get ready. You go about your morning. You go out to your car. The thing starts and it gets you from point A to point B easily and effortlessly with no problems. Your car is in integrity. When it is not in integrity, let's say, you go out to your car, you turn the key in the ignition, and it won't turn over, now your car is out of integrity because your car is not operating the way that it's supposed to. It's not operating the way that it is meant to. Something is wrong. Now, because my car is out of integrity and my car is not getting me from point A to point B as it said it would and as it is supposed to, now i am out of integrity because now i'm going to be late to work i have to find a new route find a new way or call out because i'm not going to make it and i'm not going to make it on time so once my car is out of integrity now i'm out of integrity now when i was a teacher let's take this even further my car doesn't start it's out of integrity I'm not going to go to work today. Now I'm out of integrity. Now, in the school system, I'm supposed to sub all day long, let's say, and I'm not there. So now the whole school is impacted by my absence, which means I'm not there. I'm not in integrity. None of the other teachers that are supposed to bring their students to me are in integrity and the whole school is now not running the way it's supposed to. The whole thing is out of integrity. That is what I mean when I say integrity is a snowball. It's an impact. I want you to take this now to money. Is there anybody that you can think of right now that owes you money? Could be anyone. Could be for any reason. Is there anyone out there who owes you money? Now I want you to consider this. Is there anyone that you owe money to? Now money flows, right? So if there's a blockage in this flow of money, let's say you're waiting on someone to pay you so you can turn around and pay someone else the money that you owe someone else, but you can't pay that person until you get paid. Now there's a block in the flow of money because if you go down the line, the next person is waiting for you to pay them so that they can pay their person. So how do we fix the blockage in this flow of money? It's really simple. Instead of waiting for the other person to pay you, what you do is you pay the person that you owe money to. I guarantee you, you will unblock the flow of money and money will start coming back the other direction and you'll get paid. That is the law of integrity. So If you want more flow in your life and you want things to get done quickly and easily and effortlessly, abide by the law of integrity. Integrity is a law, which means there's no shame or blame around you being out of integrity. It's simply that when you're in integrity, things work and are easy and in flow. When you're in the law of integrity, things flow your way and you get things done easily and on time. And when you're not in integrity, you create a ripple effect of blockages. So where in your life are you not keeping your word? Where in your life do you want to start keeping your word so you can go into the stream and flow of integrity and get things done easily? Because when you're out of integrity, you're swimming upstream. But when you're in integrity, you get to float. And that's what I want for you. All right, we're going to move to tip number three, energy leaks. An energy leak, I'm laughing because I have them all over the place right now. An energy leak is something that when you look at it, it drains your energy. That's why it's called an energy leak. I'll give an example of this. Let's say, hypothetically, that you have laundry to do and it's been sitting there for a day or two days or three days or four days. And every time you look at that pile of laundry, you're like, ugh, I need to do that. I need to get that done. But it zaps you of energy. That's an energy leak. See, we're not always conscious of what drains us unconsciously. But a messy environment can drain us unconsciously and we look at things and it zaps our energy. The reason why I'm laughing because I have so many right now is because my husband and I recently moved and we still haven't finished unpacking all of the boxes. And We've been here for probably six weeks and I still have boxes to unpack and things to organize and every time I walk into the living room and I see that pile of boxes, I'm like Ugh that's an energy leak. The thing about it, which is so funny, it's so ironic, it's like how long will the energy leak take? Now I'm not talking about energy leaks that take a year or a month even. I'm not talking about, okay, we're going to take on a whole project and today you're going to go clean your garage and you're going to organize it and it's going to take you a month. No, I'm just talking about the things that we let slip because we just keep saying to ourselves, I'll get to it later. I'll get to that box later. I'll get to the dishes later. I'll get to the laundry later. But then when later comes, we're like bogged down by so many energy leaks that we're not motivated to do anything. So tip number three is what are the energy leaks in your life that will take 20 minutes or less? Make a list of energy leaks that you can do in 20 minutes or less and do one or two each day. See, I don't need to spend 16 hours unpacking my house. That's actually going to do the opposite of making me more productive. That's going to make me out of whack and out of priorities and out of integrity with all the other things that I have going on. Yet what I can do is commit to doing one energy leak or two energy leaks per day. So spend 20 or 40 minutes working on stuff. That's going to increase flow in my environment and help me to feel more energetic and help me to have more motivation to do the things that do matter that are at the top of my priority list. Now, this next tip that I'm going to give you, is tip number four and this tip can absolutely be the most impactful tip of the day if you let it and if you practice it you might have heard other influencers call this a brain dump i call it something a little bit different because i use nlp language i call it emptying the buckets and i'm going to explain what empty the buckets mean it means the same thing as brain dump so you may or may not have heard of this before I'm bringing it back up to your conscious mind if you have heard it before so you can implement it because it is gold. It works and it works every single time. Now why does this work? Emptying the buckets and this brain dump works because remember earlier in this episode I said you have nine different contexts of life. I didn't even talk to you about all of the responsibilities you have in your life. I just chunked you way up to the nine areas of life. Well, within those areas of life, you've got obligations, you've got responsibilities, you've got deadlines, you've got to-do lists in every single area of your life. So when you feel overwhelmed and you don't know what you should be doing or how to prioritize your time you are going to implement something called emptying the buckets or brain dump. This works because your brain never really shuts off, even when you're sleeping. Your unconscious mind is constantly working on your behalf to make sure that you don't forget things. It's, it's there to remind you of all the responsibilities that you have to remind you to get things done in order for you to survive. That's your prime directive of your unconscious mind is to keep you alive and to keep you safe. So let's say you have a meeting with your boss on Monday and you have to prepare a PowerPoint and you also have to get gas or you're going to be late to that meeting. And you also have to wash your kid's soccer uniform, otherwise they won't be able to play in the game and the list goes on and on and on and on. Well, your unconscious mind is constantly reminding you of these things. Remember to get gas. Remember you have to wash the uniforms. Remember you have to finish the PowerPoint. And it's reminding you of those things because it wants to keep you safe. It wants to ensure that it's doing its job so that you stay in alignment with everything you have going on. This is exhausting, right? You're like, yes, yes. My brain won't shut off and it's constantly bringing up all these things that I have going on in a random order at random times, like a ping pong ball, just bouncing around in my head. And when I go to lay down at night, it brings it all back up and it's like, do this, 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 and this. And as many times as I tell my brain, yes, I'm going to do all those things. It just keeps reminding me of all the things and all the things and all the things I have to do. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to tell you how to turn this off. You are going to literally empty the buckets of everything that's going on in your unconscious mind. Brain dump all the things that are coming up so you can actually turn off this mechanism and get some sleep. So here's what to do. When you are going to do this, you're going to get a blank piece of paper and a pen. And you are going to draw vertical lines going down your paper, making different columns for you. And at the top of each column, you're just going to put the high chunk level word, the big picture, the title of the project that you have going on. I'll give you an example. At the top of my paper, I have these different columns. At the top of one column, I put Life Coach in your pocket, which is my podcast, and my social media account that I run, Life Coach in Your Pocket. I also have a column for Genius Unlocked because Genius Unlocked is my biggest client and they hire my company to support them with all kinds of coaching and trainings and teachings and things like this. And I have a lot of different obligations to fulfill for Genius Unlocked. So that gets its own column. Then I also have a column for my pageants because I still, from time to time, compete in pageants. I also coach pageant girls, um, particularly in, obviously, their mindset. And so I have a column, and at the top I put pageants. I have another column where I put health and fitness. And that's where I obviously put my health and fitness goals and any health and fitness obligations that I have, like when I meet Tyler at the gym, we work out several times a week and I want those appointments on my calendar. I don't want to forget about them. So that gets its own column. I have a column for all of the areas of life and all of the projects that I have going on at one time. You start with this because it jogs your memory. So if you know what your different plates are that you're spinning, your different projects that you have going on, and you're going to chunk up to the title of those projects, when you see it on your paper, it will remind you of everything that you have to do for that project. So that's why you're going to start first with the columns, with the titles at the top, and then go one column at a time. So you're looking at the title, you're looking at the project, and you're like, life coach in your pocket. What are all the things that I have to do for this? Well, I want to record a podcast, which means I'm going to have to plan material. And then after that, I'm going to have to edit the podcast. And then I'm going to have to produce the podcast on ACAST. And then I'm going to post about it on Instagram. Okay, so that's five different things that I'm going to write down in that one column. Once I've emptied the bucket and I'm like, there's nothing else. That bucket is empty. Now I can move to the next bucket I say, okay, what are all of the things that I have going on in Genius Unlocked? The title will help me realize what all of the to-do items are and they will flow from my pen easily and effortlessly. Yes, I have to teach Unlocking Sales Mentorship, which means I'm going to have to prepare the curriculum. Oh yeah, I forgot. I have to make a new PDF for the next class. That's right. And I want to update the PowerPoint. See, this is why you want to do it in this way because It will bring up what's unconscious, conscious. And then when you're done and you have all of your to-do items on the paper, you can take a deep breath and a sigh of relief. Your unconscious mind will thank you because now it knows everything's on the paper. I don't have to remind her 50 times a day what to do. It's all on that paper. Now what you get to do when you look at this paper... And you're like, oh my gosh, I have 500 things to do. (laughs) Yes, and not everything is your top priority. So now that you have a whole list of all of the things that you have going on in your life, you can take a highlighter and you can go through and you can highlight the three or four things that are the most important to get done today. Not everything is the most important thing. Not everything has to get done today. There's going to be things where you're like, oh... Well, that actually doesn't need to be done until next week. Great. Then I'm going to not worry about it until it becomes a higher priority. One thing that I want you to realize is that every single person on the planet procrastinates. Every single person. Because we have to procrastinate. Because we have to only do the things that are the top priority. So when we focus on the things that are the top priority automatically we're procrastinating the things that are less important. There's no guilt or shame around procrastinating. It is a normal human function because we can't do 5 million things a day. So instead of labeling your behavior as procrastination, what I want you to do instead is realize that, no, you are prioritizing your time, whether consciously or unconsciously. So what this exercise in emptying the buckets allows you to do is it allows you to consciously pick your top priorities and consciously procrastinate the rest until it becomes a higher priority. And this will give you so much freedom. Okay, my last tip for you on productivity has to do with time blocking. So tip number five, blocking your time. Now, time blocking comes from lots of research around how does our brain function best? When are we the most productive? How are we the most productive? And I'm going to summarize this research for you. In summary, the time blocks, the blocks of time which work best for productivity are 45 minute blocks of time. Now, this is a struggle for me also. I already can hear some of you objecting to this. Because if you are in flow, you may not want to take a break after 45 minutes. And I understand that. I understand that concern. I'm telling you what the research says. Because what happens is when we do not take a break... And we are adamant that we can be in flow for six hours with no break. What happens is we burn out our creativity. And all of a sudden, that's when we feel extremely lethargic or extremely tired by the end of the day. Or our creativity suddenly drops off. And we're like, oh, I can't do any more thinking. I just can't possibly get one more thing done. Because I've burned all of my resources. I've burned all of my creativity. Well, what research has shown is that if we take a 15 minute break every 45 minutes, we can actually extend our productivity out and we can be productive for more hours because we're allowing our brain to recharge and refocus every 45 minutes. Educators know this very well. That is why School systems are structured to either switch gears every hour for kids or give them a break every hour so they can refocus. If we force children to focus for too many hours at one time, we're actually going to get diminishing returns on that focus and it's not going to work out. Well, we extend that compassion for children, and when I'm telling you this, you're like, that makes perfect sense but are you willing to extend it to yourself and give yourself that same permission to take a break every 45 minutes? I want you to consider that possibility. Now, what one thing you can do to support you is just set a timer for 45 minutes, focus on your buckets activity for 45 minutes, and then take a break and then come back in 15 minutes later And focus on a new project for 45 minutes. If you do this, I guarantee you, you will be more productive and I'm excited to hear about it from you. And the last thing I want to talk to you about with time blocking is to know when you are the most productive. This is not as clear cut as, okay, in general, people are well focused for 45 minutes and then deserve a 15 minute break. Figuring out when you are the most productive is going to take some trial and error. So what you can do is you can try out when are you the most productive. For each person, it's going to be different. Some people are more productive in the morning. These people prefer to get up early and look at their activities list and plug away at it and get maybe three or four hours done in the early morning hours, and that is when they are the most productive. I'm telling you right now, this is not a limiting decision. This is just me knowing myself. I'm not as productive in the early morning hours. I prefer to be productive from the hours of 11 a.m. to about 4 p.m. That's when I'm the most creative. That's when I'm in the most flow. That's when I'm the most productive. That's not true for every person. And it's not a limiting decision because that doesn't limit me. I still am productive. I'm just productive from the hours of 11 to about 3.34. And then beyond that, forget it. I am not super productive in the early morning hours and I'm not super productive in the evening hours. But you know what? None of that matters. I don't need to be productive 18 hours a day. What I've decided to do is I will schedule clients really early in the morning. I had a client this morning at 5 a.m. I had another client at 7 a.m. That I don't mind because I can be focused and I can be on as a coach in those early morning hours. Because I'm a great coach no matter what time of day. I'm talking about being productive. Looking at my to-do list and feeling in flow and feeling empowered and feeling creative That's when I would prefer to be on thinking and allowing my creative juices to be flowing from 11 to 4. So from 11 to 4 is when I run my business from the back end. That's when I do things like record my podcast, make my social media posts, um, create content for my classes because I'm creative and I'm in flow. I can still get things done early in the morning or in the evening, but I'm just not going to be as creative. So what you deserve to find is when are you the most creative? Those moments, those hours in your day where you're the most creative, those hours deserve guardrails. Schedule your other things around those hours so that you can be in flow when it's the best for you. All right, let's review. So we went over five tips for productivity today. The first tip was identify the block. The first block we talked about was lack of motivation. And if this is you, you deserve to get a really clear picture of what you want so you can set goals around it and toward your vision. If your block was be overwhelmed, Then determine where you prefer information at what chunk size. Do you prefer high level vision, big picture chunk size? Or do you prefer details in a specific step-by-step plan to follow? Figure out what's comfortable for you so that when you go to overwhelm, you can remind yourself to go big or go small in the details. And then lastly, is your block busyness? And if it is, I want you to take a good, cold, hard look in the mirror and ask yourself, what does busyness protect you from? And what are the profit-producing activities that you deserve to focus on? And what do you deserve to cut out of your schedule? Tip number two was integrity. Are you in integrity? Do you do what you say you're going to do and on time? Can you trust your own word to yourself? If you can't, the simple thing that you can start doing is keeping your word all of the time to other people and then let that ripple effect come back to you so you can start keeping your word to yourself. Tip number three was energy leaks. What are two things that you can do in 40 minutes or less each day to create more energetic flow in your workspace? Number four, empty the buckets. Allow yourself to make a list of every single thing that you have to do and then prioritize what's most important and leave the rest of your to-do list for the next day or the next week. And lastly, tip number five, You deserve to block your time in 45 minute blocks of time and you also deserve to discover when you are the most creative and in flow so you can protect that time you can have really good boundaries around that specific creativity time and utilize it scheduling everything else around your creative flow. I hope that you have found this episode extremely valuable. If you have, could you do me a favor? It will take you less than two minutes. Could you leave me a review and let me know what you have learned from this podcast so far? What do you like that you're hearing? I do this podcast because I love it, because I want to connect with people, because I want to raise the mental health and emotional health of our world it's important to me. I do this podcast absolutely for free. So the only thing I ask in return is for your feedback. So as you're listening to my voice right now, just go ahead and click on the leave a review or write a review button. Leave me that five-star review if you feel I've earned it and let me know what you love about the podcast and what would you like to listen to next. If you are interested in taking me up on the vision strategy session or the next five day class, it's really simple. All you have to do is go to your email and shoot me an email to coachrachelbailey at gmail.com. I'm a real person. I manage my own email account on that specific account. I'm going to see your email and I'm going to respond to you given whatever it is that you need. If you need that vision strategy session, we can schedule it. If you'd prefer to do a five-day class, I can give you that information. I can find the class that would be the best fit for you, and I can give you all of that information. Both of those things, just so you know if you're listening to this, the vision strategy session is normally $97 on my website. Today is November 2nd. So if you book with me before the end of the year, I will discount it to you. I will give you that vision strategy session for $47. If you decide to come to the five day class, just so you know, it's $37 only, and that comes with five days, and you get three coaching calls with me that are live. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I know sometimes life coaching can seem like it's a really expensive investment or it's only for people who are millionaires or something. It's super inexpensive to come to one of my courses or to have a one on one session with me. So all you have to do is shoot me that email. And you can get started today. Thank you so much for your time. I know it's very valuable. That's why you're listening to this episode. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Remember, life is a journey and you're in the driver's seat. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach In Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at CoachRachelBailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.